This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right, uh, this is a complicated day. In fact, it just got a little bit more complicated for me as well. Something uh, came through when I was doing my live stream here that broke like right before I started it. So I'm, uh, I'm looking into it right now, but it appears that both Nevada and Pennsylvania have also cast electors for Trump and Biden in order to provide him the legal, the legal paths from, from now until January before Inauguration Day. Uh, we'll get into all of that here in just a few minutes. I want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. All right. Uh, this this is uh, going to be a little complicated, and I don't even understand all of the nuances of it, but it did happen back in the 1960s. Um, we were kind of wondering if this was going to happen. The Trump team has been trying to get this to happen. So what they're trying to do is to get some of these electors to at least go in with the Trump side. Okay, I'm going to try and make this. I'm going to try and make this as simple as possible. Because I know some people are going to be looking at this and going, well, you know, they cast their electoral votes for somebody else. Uh, how can they cast them? I, I get it. I do. I totally get it. So let's just let's just start with Pennsylvania. Because I know a lot of people are, are very concerned about all of this, and, and this is very confusing. So we'll start with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Republican electors have also cast votes for Trump and Pence. This story is at theburningtruth.us. That is my website. The Pennsylvania Republican Party said on Monday that Republican electors cast their votes for President Donald Trump and Vice Mike Pence. The state GOP in a news release posted to Twitter wrote that the electors met in Harrisburg to cast a conditional vote for Trump and Pence at the request of the Trump campaign. Now, their vote comes as Democratic electors voted in the Pennsylvania Electoral College for Democrat Joe Biden and Senator Kamala Harris. Electors in other states are slated to cast their votes on Monday as well. Nevada did that first today. Uh, the GOP cited the 1960 presidential election between former uh, former presidents Richard Nixon and John F. Kennedy, who had become the eventual, the eventual winner. Nixon, who became president years later, was declared the winner in Hawaii while Democrat legal challenges were still pending. According to the GOP, noting that a conditional vote was cast by Democratic De- Democratic electors for Kennedy when the electors met in 1960. This is where, for those of you who are on the live stream here watching my show before the show today, which we do on Mondays, this is why I was confused. Some people were saying that uh, Nevada electors voted for, for uh, Trump and Pence. I'm like, well, everything I have here including from the Republican paper in Las Vegas, the Review Journal, and the Liberal paper, the Las Vegas Sun, everything has the electors casting their ballot for uh, for Biden. So what we're dealing with here is the conditional vote. These aren't the actual electors. This is different. So the conditional vote was cast for Trump in Pennsylvania and Nevada. Now, again, what this is is a procedural move. This does not take away electoral votes from Joe Biden. It doesn't change the results of the Electoral College, but it is a procedural move that allows President Trump time 
to fight his legal battles. Remember, he's winning some, he's losing others. Uh, He had a huge blow with the Supreme Court refusing to get involved in that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. So this is a conditional vote that helps provide him with a path to play out in the legal system for all of his cases from now until January. So it buys him a couple of weeks, all right? So it's not the actual electors that were voted in, in Pennsylvania or Nevada. All right, so that's where the confusion came from on the live stream a little bit earlier today. I had not heard that Nevada was going to do what Pennsylvania was doing. So once Pennsylvania did it, I guess other states said, you know what, we're going to do that too. I was just watching a press conference here with uh, the GOP in Nevada, and you know they say that they believe that Trump won Nevada. They believe that there's ample evidence that the state could be overturned if the legal challenges play out. And so they have this conditional vote where you've got the Republican electors now casting their elect their electoral votes for for the Republican side of things. So yes, there's only six electoral votes in the state of Nevada, but um, the Democrat electors cast their votes for for uh, Biden, and the Republicans cast their vote for Trump. Okay, and it is simply a conditional vote, so it's just procedural. It doesn't change the electoral college vote count. And that was where the confusion came in. So they basically Nevada just did what Pennsylvania did. We may, by the end of the day, find that other states are doing the exact same thing. This is something that the the Trump team had been asking for. They've been asking for these conditional votes in order to go ahead and buy them some time to build their legal case. Um, after the Supreme Court refused to hear the case, and this was always a, a big concern because what we have is the Supreme Court does not want to be in the position again of deciding a presidential election. The problem is, that's their job. And you can run around and you can say, well, it's a state's issue. It's it's not a state issue. This is a federal election. This is a federal issue. This is what the Supreme Court is there for, to decide issues in cases like this. Uh, And President Trump has not has not been able to fulfill the entire legal process and play out all of his options. He still has many options. So when the Supreme Court refused to hear his case, all they said is, all right, we're just shifting back to the state level. And when we start looking at Wisconsin, for example, uh, President Trump got a win in Wisconsin today. We'll go over that here in just a couple of minutes. So he had some wins in Michigan last week. He got another win in Michigan today. He got a win in Wisconsin today. So while people are out there going, oh, for crying out loud, just let the Electoral College play out, you have to understand, he's won two legal cases today. And this is the day that they're casting the vote. So for those of you on the live stream, I apologize about the confusion. I think it was the way that what you guys, the the source you were sending me, was the way that they were portraying it was not accurate. Uh, the, the verbiage they were using was not accurate. So that's that's where my confusion came from and i had not heard that nevada was going to do the same thing that pennsylvania was going to do and i would expect more states will do that um by the end of the day so again keep an eye on this but it does not take away the electoral votes from biden all right so that biden still got all six nevada electoral votes the gop electoral votes are conditional votes they're not the actual electoral college they're the conditional votes which do buy trump some time and Let's say Trump wins some of these cases and overturns the election. These conditional votes allow him a path to basically take away electoral votes from Biden. So if you've got electoral votes cast for somebody and then you flip the state, 
And then they go, well, it's too late. Uh, even though Trump did win Nevada or did win Pennsylvania, the Electoral College has already cast their votes. These votes are allowed to then replace the other votes. Get what I'm saying? If Trump wins in court and he wins Nevada, he wins Pennsylvania, the electoral votes that were cast on a conditional basis would then flip to become the electoral votes. Get it? Tried to make that as simple as I possibly could. Um, there's some nuance into that. There's some legalese that goes into that as well, but I'm just trying to make this as brass tax as I possibly can because I know the Electoral College is confusing as all get up. So this is, at this point in time, the electoral votes are in Biden's favor in both of those states, but the conditional vote in Nevada and Pennsylvania, what that does is it allows, should Trump be victorious in court and flip a state, it allows those votes to be used instead of the other electoral votes. Got it? Okay. That's the easiest way I can do it. Don't nitpick if you're a constitutional lawyer. I'm trying to make this as simple and easy as, as possible for the audience to understand. Uh, again, I know there's some nuance and some some legal things that have to happen for that to, to occur. Uh, it also involves Congress and everything else. So I understand that. I'm just trying to make this as easy as I can for the, the audience to understand. So there's that. Now, with that said, um, let's talk about Wisconsin and let's talk about Michigan coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. All right. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Um, this it's a confusing day. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to Michigan here in a, in a minute, okay? Just let me do Wisconsin first. Now, <clears throat> let's take a look at Wisconsin. Uh, let's see. Where's the... Wisconsin Supreme Court on Monday rejected President Donald Trump's lawsuit attempting to overturn his loss to Democrat Joe Biden in the battleground state, ending Trump's legal challenges in state court about an hour before the Electoral College was to meet to cast the state's 10 votes for Biden. The ruling came after the court held arguments on Saturday, the same day a federal judge dismissed another Trump lawsuit seeking to overturn his loss in the state. Trump appealed that ruling. Now, again, this is the Washington Post. Now, that's true. However, the Washington Post did not mention that President Trump was also given a win in Wisconsin. With regards to the case being thrown out, on Saturday, the Supreme Court held their hearing on the case with at least two justices calling Trump's actions racist, which I was planning on talking about today. But, <clears throat> you know, look, if you've got a, a Supreme Court justice in the state saying that your lawsuit is racist um, without any indication of racism at all, I mean, you're running into an extremely biased, biased judiciary. One of these justices also claimed the only reason the case was uh, only reason for the case was to keep the king, Trump, in power. These are justices on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Just so you're fully aware of this. But the Wisconsin Supreme Court did agree with President Trump's position on indefinitely confined cases. Explain. The Wisconsin Supreme Court has ruled in favor of Mark Jefferson and the Republican Party of Wisconsin. But the court noted that the determination must be must be made in every case before tossing a ballot, as President Trump has sought in a separate lawsuit. 
Under Wisconsin law, a voter may receive a ballot by mail and bypass Wisconsin's voter ID law if the voter, by his own determination, concludes he can find, based on age, physical illness, uh, or infirmity, I mean, he's confined to quarters, this fall, roughly 250,000 voters in Wisconsin said that they were indefinitely confined, meaning, meaning they couldn't leave their house. They were stuck in the house. So 215,000 people in Wisconsin said that they were, uh, because of physical illness, age, or some kind of a disability, that they could not leave their home. And that allows them to bypass Wisconsin's voter ID law. The court also said the government's interpretation of Wisconsin's indefinitely confined was erroneous. Quote, a county clerk may not declare that any elector is indefinitely confined due to a pandemic, the court said. In other words, people were trying to say, we are confined to our house, therefore we don't need to prove who we are, we don't need to abide by Wisconsin's voter ID laws because there's a pandemic. However, the courts ruled that's invalid. Now, 215,000 voters said that they were confined because of some illness age or disability which allows them again to bypass wisconsin's voter id law that is a fourfold increase from the 2016 presidential election so four times as many people made that claim and they tried to make it because of the pandemic but the court already ruled that the pandemic doesn't qualify meaning you cannot use covid as an excuse to avoid using wisconsin's voter id law so if you don't have, okay, if you don't have an issue with age, physical illness, some disability, you still have to verify who you are to vote. And if you didn't, your ballot is trash. It's really that simple. So it continues. The court further stated that the presence of a communicable disease such as COVID-19 in and of itself does not entitle all electors, which are voters, by the way, in Wisconsin to obtain an absentee ballot. Moreover, the court stated that lockdown orders do not meet the requirements under Wisconsin law to allow a voter to claim the stat status of indefinitely confined either. This is huge. So the courts have ruled, they ruled against Trump once today, once in favor of Trump today. So Trump's position now is 215,000 potential ballots are invalid in the state of Wisconsin because they did not provide their identification. And in Wisconsin, you have to provide voter ID in order to be able to cast a legal ballot unless you're old, decrepit, or disabled. That's it. So now this provides another legal path going forward. What is a Wisconsin vote here? Um, let's see, Wisconsin... Uh, election results here because i it, wisconsin's like really close i think um i think it's only like uh 20, or something like that um yeah twenty thousand votes so you know <laughs> if you've got a vote difference of about twenty thousand in wisconsin and you've got up to two hundred and fifteen thousand or so ballots that may be invalid you can obviously swing an entire state so Trump did win a case in Wisconsin today. He lost one, but he won one. And that's a doozy. 
Now, again, what do I think is actually going to happen here? Do I think that the state of Wisconsin with two Supreme Court justices who think that the president is racist and a king, do I really think that the state of Wisconsin is going to look at this and abide by the law? No. The Supreme Court in Pennsylvania didn't abide by the law. The Supreme Court in multiple other states didn't abide by the law. So why, why would they do that now? So is this a big win and an opportunity for the president and his legal team? Yes, absolutely it is. Can it? Does that mean that he can flip Wisconsin? Yes, it can. Do I think that it's going to happen? Based on what I'm seeing in the courts and the fact that the courts are completely disinterested in addressing things that are clearly illegal, no, I don't think it will. And I'm sorry to pee in your cornflakes, ladies and gentlemen, but that's just the way that this thing is shaken out. I hope that I'm wrong. I will continue to provide you the information. I will continue to support the effort. And this is certainly, I get to fight another day for President Trump. But will it actually go through? Will it make a difference? I'm not seeing enough courage in the, in the legal system at this point in time to address these serious legal issues. That's 215,000 people who may have illegally voted in the state of Wisconsin. And the courts have ruled it. The question is, will the courts also have the intestinal fortitude to look at those 215,000 votes and get the ones out who don't qualify to go around the voter ID laws and then toss those ballots out? I don't know that they will. We'll talk about Michigan coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon Thank you for tuning in News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I know I would say happy Monday, but it's really not. <laughs> it's kind of chaotic and hectic. The Electoral College is meeting today. Um, I'm hearing that Georgia, somebody posted in the live stream that Georgia also did what Pennsylvania and Nevada did, which is where they had conditional electoral votes. Now, again, these are not the official Electoral College votes, but... You know, each party basically selects their their electors, right? So the electoral college can make their decisions. So um, the conditional electoral votes would become active on the condition that Trump were to win and flip a state. So if you were to win in a, in a lawsuit and flip a state. So, for example, we were just talking about Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, 215,000 people voted potentially illegally based on voter ID laws in the state of Wisconsin. They basically, uh, to get around the voter ID law, you have to be, you have to be um, confined to your house. In other words, you have to be extremely old, disabled, have some disease that you can't leave. The courts in Wisconsin have already ruled that COVID-19 and the pandemic do not qualify people for that end run around voter ID laws in Wisconsin. Therefore, the four times as many people who made that claim this election cycle as in 2016 likely violated state election laws and their ballots don't count. The reason that their ballots wouldn't count is because they never proved who they were. They violated the voter ID laws. Now, if Trump wins... And he gets, let's say, a good chunk. Let's just say he gets like 100,000 of those tossed out. 
he wins the state of Wisconsin. This state's only what uh, 20,600 votes. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's a possibility, though. There is an avenue for Trump to win Wisconsin still. He lost one case today. He won another one. So with that, he can go forward. He can still continue his legal his legal pursuits in the courts, and you're potentially able to flip Wisconsin. So if if Wisconsin were to have the Republican Party do what they did in Pennsylvania, now Georgia, Nevada, uh, they tried to do it in Michigan. I don't know. I don't have any word that it actually happened in Michigan yet, where you have these conditional electoral votes. If you flip the state. The original electoral votes become null and void. The conditional votes then become active. All right, so that's what it's all about. This happened in the Kennedy-Nixon election in, 19, in 1960, and that's the precedent for all of this. So it is perfectly legal. There's nothing nefarious about it. It does not take away electoral college votes from Biden, and it does not give any electoral college votes to Trump. But on the condition that Trump were to flip a state, those conditional votes would become active. There's some other stuff that goes into that. I'm just making this as simple and easy for people to understand, okay? Now, I want to take a look here at at Michigan. Um, In Michigan, a judge is finally going to allow the release of the forensic examination from Dominion voting machines. I had a request earlier to read the definition of Dominion. Supreme authority, sovereignty, then uh, a self-governing nation of the Commonwealth of Nations other than the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a Christianity um, element to it, the Order of Angels, but uh, supreme authority. And then you have dominion over the natural world. That is the, uh, the Webster's definition of that. Uh, I know that other dictionaries go into a little bit more sinister definition, but that was the one that I had up. <clears throat> so dominion voting machines, which continue to have major issues and have been caught lying, Um, The audit in Antrim County has been huge. So they went in, they did an audit in Antrim County. Antrim County is where those thousands of votes flipped from Trump to Biden. They said it was human error. The problem is, is it happened in multiple states, multiple counties, multiple different elections. In other words, different races, not just the presidential race. So if it was human error, it was one that was repeated a lot across the country. If it wasn't human error, then it was a problem with the system. And we've already gone over a couple of times where Dominion wasn't counting the ballots correctly. Dominion was destroying ballots, throwing off the uh, the ballot count, all sorts of stuff. Well, they go in and they do this audit. A, a judge says, yes, you can come in, you can do the audit. Well, they did the audit. And then Dana Nessel, the attorney general, and the secretary of state in Michigan blocked the release of those results. So the whole point was to do an audit and make sure that Dominion was on the up and up. Dominion wasn't screwing up, right? It was just human error. Wasn't a problem with the actual machines itself. And then the attorney general and the secretary of state of of Michigan stops the release of the audit results. Excuse me. What exactly is going on there? Why are they hiding that? That becomes the question. What are they hiding? If you want everybody to see that Dominion voting machines are not a problem, wouldn't you want the audit to happen and then have the results released if you're telling everybody that the system is hunky-dory? Unless, of course, the audit doesn't show that the system is hunky-dory. Now, the Trump team's already had an independent audit 
but it wasn't an official audit. And their independent audit said, this is not human error. The votes were changed in the machine. We've got two members of the military who did assessments on, on Dominion voting systems, including a colonel. Now, these are not people who work for campaigns. These are people in the military you know, who are tasked with security of the election system in the United States. Both of them have testified in state legislator hearings that Dominion lied when Dominion said their machines were not connected to the Internet. They were, in fact, connected to the Internet, and they were able to trace connections to Iran. They were able to trace connections to a liberal advocacy group as well as other countries. This is a huge security issue. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but it's possible that these other influencers may have had the ability to change votes. We don't know for sure. And we've had a mad rush in some states for people to not hold the Dominion voting machines, to erase them as fast as possible. And why would you make such a run to hide them as fast as possible? Why would you want to hide what the, uh, the, the paper trail is inside the Dominion machine? Why do you want to hide that? If everything is secure, everything is on the up and up, then why would you hide all of the internal workings and the paper trail that's inside? I'm saying paper trail, but it's really the code, um, which, you know, you're basically, you're not formatting the hard drive. They want to format the hard drive as fast as possible. We've got internal memos and emails from election officials in various states, these battleground states, rushing to delete the Dominion software off of the machines instead of just preserving them and then allowing an assessment to be made. If nothing bad happened, why are they trying to hide that? And look, it's I'm not saying definitively what happened because I don't know. But what I can tell you is that it doesn't seem right. It certainly doesn't pass the smell test that you have an audit, which is ordered by the courts in the state of Michigan, performed on these Dominion machines. I think 16 machines that they did this on. You get the audit done. Trump's legal team has the preliminary audit results. And they are forbidden from releasing them because the attorney general and the secretary of state of Michigan, who work for Gretchen Whitler, they come out there and they tell everybody not to release them. Well, there's something wrong there. That doesn't pass the smell test. And, and as I've said multiple times, multiple politicians on this show, even if you're not doing anything wrong, you're giving everybody the impression that you are. And why do that? Why get everybody all whipped up into a frenzy over something if there really isn't anything legitimate there? And that becomes the good question. Well, what we ended up finding out is that uh, a judge has now ordered that the audit be released. But, but that wasn't without fighting with the governor's, the governor's administration in order to prevent those from being released. Why are they hiding this? What is the motivation behind all of that? And why is it in other states that they're trying to rush and, and the, the local GOP is having to file these injunctions to prevent them from formatting the Dominion machines? There's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on. And, and I know that it doesn't pass the smell test. You know it doesn't pass the smell test. Everybody knows it doesn't pass the smell test. But if you go to the burningtruth.us, a judge orders the release of reports stating Dominion voting systems designed to throw elections. Okay, that is on my website right now. Michigan.
judge on Monday allowed the release of a report that finds intentional systemic errors in programs designed by Dominion Voting Systems and that the errors are meant to influence election results, which for the record was a huge concern about Dominion Voting Systems just a couple of years ago with some of the most prominent Democrats in the United States Senate, including Elizabeth Warren. She sent a letter worried about this with Dominion Voting Systems. So again, this is not something that has miraculously come up for the very first time right now. This is not a right-wing conspiracy. This is something that has been an issue and a concern with politicians on both sides with Dominion Voting Systems for some time now. The analyst who created the report, Allied Security Operations Group, published its forensic findings on the Antrim County, Michigan elections. Quote, we conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results, according to the report. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. That is the audit on the Antrim County machines. Now, I will pause for all of you to look at that being a massive headline in the traditional news media today. That an audit of the machines in Michigan showed that they were intentionally designed for fraud. I'm just, you know, that was the audit, which the Attorney General and the Secretary of State of Michigan tried to prevent from being released to the public. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. All right, so I bloviated a little bit too long in the last segment. Coming up, I've got some bombshell audio from Obama. And I I really want you to listen to this at 4 o'clock. We're going to get into the Hunter Biden stuff as well. And people have been asking me about the letter from Elizabeth Warren and other Democrats about Dominion voting systems. That was last year. It was not two years ago. I made a mistake there. So that was in 2019. And I will post that in the Daily Show prep again for all of you. More coming up.